0: Even when you were living in Indy, like, my favorite thing to do was just, like, hang out at the house and, like, even you just coming over, it was super, like, chill because I just hate... Going places and like doing things like I just want yeah. like stretchy pants, right? And like laying around, yeah, yeah. Especially sometimes you just want to be in your own
1: bubble. Sometimes, especially when we watch Kingdom with uh, Hot Nick Jonas,
0: <laughs> that was yeah. such a fucking yes. tease. Like seriously. Well, listen, we didn't watch after like I know we got to like,
1: two. Oh, we got to like watch when I come back at least a couple episodes.
2: Maybe he actually follows through on one of these grinder. No,
0: dates. I oh, Google it, through girl. All Nothing happens. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wait, did nothing happen? I watched a video
1: of like some bisexual threesome <laughs> on Kingdom. Didn't that, oh, maybe I? Maybe you didn't watch. Was that the enough. last season? I don't know. See, it's been a while. see,
2: we need to we need to catch up. Yeah. Oh my God. Seth will be here in two weeks anyway. Trust so. me, really ha- I'm on top
1: of all <laughs> naked Nick Jonas threesomes or any type of sexual activities.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he's a cute one. We need to find, I guess, get the clips together. <laughs> yeah. All this time. Are you looking it he's up right the- now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was Is gonna he, say. I he just, just
1: picked up his phone. Your, your phone's in your hand. <laughs> like, can you not watch the porn? while we're taping the podcast
2: i hope that's <laughs> muted yeah girl oh
1: yeah, uh, uh. not there uh,
0: <laughs> it's plot this twist. escalated quickly y'all yeah Plot twist oh, slow God. down all
1: right <laughs> hi thanks for coming Thanks for coming, America. My name is Seth. My name
2: is Jamal Rosé Charles.
1: Ooh. Ooh, and I'm stony. Wow. <laughs> She's a fancy girl this week. Hello. Can I call you Rosé? Sure. I think the Rosé just kicked in. Oh. <laughs> call me. Oh, I feel it. <laughs> it's going crazy. <laughs> ah!
0: Just call me Rose for short. Uh-oh. Rose for shirt. Rose for
1: shirt. <laughs> okay. That's great. Ooh. Man, I, this is weird. Like, this is getting to be like a spicy episode. And it's like so early on a Saturday morning for me. We just got here. Yeah, good morning, Seth. Hey, y'all. Yeah, They woke me out of bed and they gave me like 32 minutes to watch a one hour episode. And... Oh. <laughs> so it's gonna be interesting we might have to do a follow-up or if you just see this one episode then i'm sorry
2: (laughs) yeah i think there's plans of us to of course we've got our untucked episode so look forward to that yes Um, we're traveling again so we're just an hour down the streets visiting our old stomping grounds in bloomington yes girl so things get a little tricky when we're traveling so we appreciate seth waking up hopefully it's having a coffee
1: not a mimosa i yeah no oh, i ha- i have peach juice today no alcohol today mm, because okay. last time <laughs> we recorded <laughs> i drank a whole bottle of champagne without drinking or without eating breakfast so oh my god i was like hung over wow. the rest of the day it was awful <laughs>
2: <laughs> the rest of the day, there was no time for a nap, and then you wake up to the hangover no. and you just went right into yeah. the hangover I, uh,
1: yeah, my body doesn't <laughs> fuck around with hangovers <laughs> oh no,
2: stony's sensitive too, yeah, yeah, so
1: that so i'm I'm being more responsible this week, you know, since there's other messy queens to talk about,
2: oh my gosh, Ugh. tell me about it, but
1: <laughs> before we get into that. So you guys are in Bloomington, Mm -hmm. what do you guys have planned for tonight?
2: We've just really been like, um, well of course everybody knows we're married, so sometimes with our work schedules and just the heaviness of work and the day to day, we just wanted to kind of sneak away and have some us time in Bloomington where it all began. So um, overall, I've had a good week, but it's—I was really looking forward to this, and it's nice to be down here in Bloomington. Are you guys yeah.
1: going to go to the Clearb tonight?
2: Yes, we are.
1: Yeah, but
0: see, we're like <laughs> adults now, so we're like, let's get there early <laughs> by
1: eleven. So, so in by eight, out by eleven.
2: Yeah, see, kids, this is what happens when you turn thirty-one and thirty-two. You start looking up the event calendar for the bars you're going to. And you show up in Bloomington and you're like, oh, comedy night, not feeling that. Okay, this is what's happening tomorrow. Let's get there before this starts. Yeah.
1: (laughs) We gotta avoid the twinks. When do we need to be there?
0: (laughs) Also, eleven might be pushing it, so it more it might be more um, ten thirty. I don't know, ten o'clock, 10? ten
1: to thirty. <laughs> we're gonna make a round and we're gonna be there for like thirty minutes, and then bounce.
2: <laughs> we'll see. It depends on the trade that's under the roof as well. Ooh. You know, if I want to enjoy
0: the view, we'll stick around a little longer. We'll see if there's we'll any. It's summer, girl. We don't know who's here and what's left of Bloomington. So.
1: <laughs> there could be some rough trade there.
2: <laughs> yeah, grinder has not been too exciting. Uh-oh. so.
1: oh Rude.
0: We'll save that
2: for an off-season episode, though. Oh, yeah.
1: That sounds fun. <laughs> I'm sure we could do, like, a whole mini-series about Grinder.
2: <laughs> oh, we so could. <laughs> but,
1: but like, in an artsy way, not a slutty way.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's, That's right.
1: <laughs> oh, gosh. Well... How was your week, sus? Oh, well, I had a good week this week. If you guys were following our socials, then you saw that I went to go watch the reunion at um, Little Maria's Pizza.
2: <laughs> yes. It looked super lit with the special guest. Girl,
1: yes. They had put balloons up and, you know, like all the rainbow <laughs> colors. And it was Good. hosted by my new favorite local drag queen, Americano.
2: Americano. I saw some clips <laughs>
1: of her. She looked amazing. She lip synced to Ashley Simpson's You Make Me Want to Lala. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I, you,
2: you know, I clutched my pearls when I hit the
0: audio up and the song came on. Yeah. I was like, <gasps> <laughs> anyone who lip syncs Ashley Simpson is okay in my book. right?
1: Like, once I heard the opening, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, I could not get my phone out fast enough, girl.
0: That's right. We're going to forget
2: about that SNL, Mad TV snafu, whatever it was, because I live for some Ashley Simpson. Well,
1: well, I know Americana was lip syncing the song, but she did it just as well as Ashley Simpson did. So... (laughs) (laughs) I mean... It was basically (laughs) the same thing.
0: (laughs) Nobody listens to Ashley Simpson for her vocals, that's for sure. That's (laughs) that's correct. Is she still
1: (laughs) alive? Like, she just, like, faded away after that.
2: Well, I guess Jessica is like a shoe mogul now. I'm not sure
0: what Ashley's up to. She and Pete still married? I don't know. They all have children and like ruined their lives. She's probably
1: smoking (laughs) meth in an alley right now. (laughs) Oh,
0: no! I mean, put it down, girl. (laughs) Things could be worse. Put it down. (laughs) We're
2: here for you. (laughs) Could
1: they? (laughs) Um, but, uh, But then they had a special guest from RuPaul's Drag Race season, maybe eight, Layla McQueen
2: yes Ms. Yes, Leo. Leo. yes.
1: it's my first time seeing her
2: yeah first time seeing her right so she was one that i was really excited about so i was a little jealous that you got to experience that i was definitely underwhelmed with her on drag race just because i wanted her to go f- so much further but i was living for her Marilyn manson t-shirt she wore for you
1: yes well she she had it she did do an outfit change she came in with like this cute pink wig and um it's like sort of not like not like a robe or a negligee, but some sort of like coat type thing. Okay. So that look, um was okay. <laughs> but I think she after like the they you know, they talked during the reunion and gave their commentary and stuff. Um mm-hmm. she had a nice bedazzled bottle of poppers around her neck that she was <laughs> Oh my
2: god. That's so great, partaking in
1: <laughs> and offering to the audience.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Did you say uh, Beetlejuice three times? I
1: I did, <laughs> but then she just rolled her eyes and left. It was weird.
0: <laughs> <Wow>.
1: <laughs>
0: she
2: said, nah, queen. "Not queen, not on today, today.
1: queen." <laughs> but yeah, so so then so that outfit was like okay, but then she changed after the show into her like outfit that I was posting the clips from. And uh-huh. it was an like awesome outfit. I loved her wig. I mean it was just like completely different because that the pizza place is so small. It was like really like an intimate thing. there's maybe like 20 to 25 people there.
2: Oh that's even better. That's really cool. yeah I was
1: saying the video that you shot looked like you were
0: like up close and personal with Layla. yeah well like <laughs> so
1: there's like it's kind of like a long hallway sort of as was mm-hmm. like you know she's just performing in the hallway of a pizza joint
2: <laughs> but it's like it's, a Slender venue.
1: Yeah. So like she, you know, when she's down on the other side and entertaining the booth and like, I couldn't really get a video, but then she like started to come back to our way and I turn it on and like, she was like literally standing right next to me and like you can see her. She like she's like, Oh, you're cute like stopped her lip sync and was like talking to some boy there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh. And she was like, You what's your name?
2: <laughs> Layla out of drag, you know, it's um Trade. someone I would yep I would roll around with Layla out of drag. Yeah. <laughs>
1: she was cute. She was she, yeah, she is she is still cute. And I loved her makeup was really good. Um and she did a performance to The Killers' "Mr. Brightside." Um, so mm, if you guys fun. do want to see a clip of that performance, check out the Insta. It'll still be there and on our Twitter. Um, That's right. But she did say a little bit of like tea from her season. Is that? oh. Um, that Nicole Richie is a bitch. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> so. Somehow I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, she she said I guess she received. She left before they even like shot the lip sync. Oh wow! And so like I guess they had like some stock footages of her being like yes or something like that. They just like spliced in.
2: Oh my god! Wow. Yeah. I mean, what the hell is she really up to? I don't know. Like a simple life seven filming or something. Cocaine. No, that ended. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably what's happening.
1: <laughs> She's with Ashley. Yeah, they're hanging out together a lot now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they're having tea
1: oh gosh um but they, she said her experience you know layla like loved the simple life as a lot of us gays did that grew up when that yes. was on tv and yes. she went up to nicole and was like hi bitch because <laughs> you, <laughs> you know that's what they said to, like literally every person like even five year olds on the show right so she was like hi bitch and then like nicole just and like i think she said rue was there and they like kind of rolled their eyes and then they're like like over it, basically. <laughs> oh my gosh! And then she was like, "Oh, that was rude. Like, fuck that."
2: <laughs> that was rude. That that line was giving you checks. You better like say hi, bitch, back, bitch. I know.
1: It's like, do you even know what show you were on in the past? Like, what the hell? Um, <laughs> but I told her that she was robbed because like she was the originator of Dusty's like jacket <laughs> and yeah uh, oh good point because they were similar like out. she had like the similar jacket as Dusty or uh-huh. Dusty or whatever either way and so she was like well I didn't get read for that and, and I was like yeah but like you should have done, like gotten farther
2: <laughs> for sure so
1: like I honestly Layla I wish they would have her on the show she did confirm that she's not on All Stars 4 but okay. um or any other RuPaul show that's, <laughs> that's, that's planned <laughs> but she seems very open to the idea um yeah Layla I wouldn't was mind awesome. seeing
0: Layla again yeah I think she would be fun to see again
1: she was just like so nice and just like so chill and just easily approachable because like I normally get like really like overwhelmed and like intimidated by the drag queens when I when I, you actually see them in person Right. Like, not even necessarily... You don't don't want
2: to feel like you're bothering them, right?
1: Right, yeah. And it's, like, not even necessarily, Mm -hmm. like, just Rue girls. Like, any drag queen, even the local queens. I'm just like, oh, my God, you're, like, so -hmm. so cool.
2: (laughs) Right. You just got off stage. I'm going to give you, like, ten minutes to catch your breath, and then maybe I'll say hi. Yeah. (laughs) I know.
1: Layla was just, like, super easily approachable. Like, really nice. Like, we got a nice pic together. And it was a fun night. Good. And Kara... Uh, who I convinced to go with me, um, she, she bought me like two beers that night. So, you know how I. Shout
2: out to Kara. You know how Thanks, I feel Kara. about
1: when people buy me alcohol. So.
2: Yeah, that's friendship. <laughs> like, I
1: only will like you more.
2: <laughs> Fuck a friendship bracelet. Buy me two beers. Yeah, well, it was
1: funny. It was funny at the end of the night. She was like, I'm the best date ever. You invited me out and I bought you beer. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty awesome. And I was like, "Yeah, this worked out well. I should hang out with you more."
2: <laughs> <laughs> Seth's working that magic. <laughs> yeah, girl.
1: I'm all about the free alcohol. So, <laughs> but um, but yeah. So that was the excitement um of that week. So I might try and just provide like maybe like little tidbits of things that like Layla said while watching the reunion that night. Mm-hmm. So um should we get into talking about the show?
2: Yes, Queen. So we had the reunion
0: this week. Drama. Oh, So much.
1: Ugh. Where should we start? The Vixen? No. <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, I don't really know what order the show was in. I just spills all... We,
2: yeah, it's all kind of mixed. Yeah. It's a
1: jumble. I know, because I Jumble's watched the word. first 32 minutes and 30 seconds, so... <laughs>
2: oh. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Well, of course we had Miss Vanjie. Yes. Like we have Vanjie on screen again.
1: Vanjie, Miss Vanjie.
0: Well, how about what if we talk about first the looks of the queens that were um, on oh, stage? Oh, as so they like, were sitting. But wait, yeah, can yeah, I just like
1: just ask? Did you guys use the Miss Vanjie filter for Snapchat after the reunion? So I actually don't have <gasps> Snapchat
2: anymore. I'm, I just, I'm just, just not into it as much. Catch me on Instagram stories. Well,
1: I, I recorded it on Snapchat, but I posted it to Instagram.
2: <laughs> oh, I, I appreciated it because I opened it and I was like, look at this shit. And I was actually sad that I deactivated my account. And I was like, damn it. Of course it's oh, on Snapchat.
1: I think I lost it because it was only for 48 hours. But, um but it was like kind of jank because it was hard to get it was like they literally just pulled the clips of her saying it from the show yeah. so it was like hard to get it to recognize you were ready for it to go basically uh-huh. and the filter and you'd have jank. to
2: basic the filter was a little like season one it filter Drag Race, <laughs> but if you're a fan and seth got it right listeners if you missed it the timing was right on all the miss vanjies because you know there's a slight pause yes
1: i say he did it
2: he had it <laughs> maybe i'll post that this
1: week sometime we'll see
2: yeah maybe we'll put it on our facebook
1: i just feel like trash in that <laughs> so we'll have to see if i can build up the self-confidence to post it
2: <laughs> i lived for it i support you Seth. oh thank you guys <laughs>
1: um bs yes, let's talk about the looks so who are we feeling
2: the most like was there anybody that stood out to anyone like I, as damn look at her
0: i loved dusty's look yes mm. i thought it was really cool like oh my gosh to see her hair and just the dots and like just...
2: beetlejuice's daughter yeah like, f- beetlejuice chic call it what you want i was living for that hair she was lydia standing Realness the right makeup there. was on point yes. just giving us all dusty like this is what you should have seen but You guys voted me off too early. Well,
1: and Michelle (laughs) ruined it. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, obviously, like, Dusty's smart and was trying to play the game. So no more dots. That's right. That's right. But... Um,
2: Who else stood out? I really liked... I'm just drama. So Mm -hmm. I loved Eureka's look. I was just getting, like, Evil Queen gone soft.
1: Yeah, she was, like, like Belle from Beauty and the Beast, like, Mm -hmm. meets... NeNe Leakes or like some real housewives of somewhere in the south
2: <laughs> I love the color I just love the extraness of this whole look I liked her um, wig we, mm-hmm, the hair was on point we were also really living for Aquarius look
1: yeah that was interesting I was, oh, interesting. Yeah, Aquarius,
2: I was I all for
1: that mm-hmm. she was like butch cowgirl
2: yeah like completely unexpected right you would have thought aquaria walked in there snatched Full with glamour. that top four <laughs> eleganza extravaganza look yeah. but she was just like simple sweet i'm giving you a cowgirl moment with some freckles here yeah. and there a little short pixie yeah i liked her I, gold I eyeshadow loved,
1: too it really went yes. well yes
0: you I know i love gold i also liked vangie's oh vangie's yeah beat down Mm -hmm. she
1: reminded me of like that snapchat filter they had for a while you know with the lace mask that would like come down (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was like is that what she's going for oh hi reynolds reynolds what does he want
2: hearing things lay down doggy he's hey be nice
1: not happy reynolds not happy we're all not happy
2: This is Reynolds' first hotel (gasps) visit, so people opening their doors just piss him off.
1: Well, it pisses me off when I'm in hotels, too, so, like, I get it. (laughs) Like, just stay in your room or leave. Like, I don't know. Bye. (laughs) That's right.
2: People are like, housekeeping, you need towel? And Reynolds like, fuck off. Fuck off. I don't need
1: your Uh. towels. I'm banging bitches in my hotel room. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) He's so extra. He is back to the Luke's though I really enjoyed I know this is gonna be hard for you guys to believe but I did enjoy the Vixen's look
2: okay so I really liked the Vixen's look too I wasn't sure about the um the cornrows up front like I was just trying to make sure like I don't know I wasn't like it grew on me as I saw the Vixen Mm -hmm. because she was giving me that like wild I call it the she wolf hair like when I saw Beyonce Mm -hmm. and St. Louis Mm -hmm. when we saw sorry Sunny doesn't hair. count. <laughs> He's not a real Beyonce but, fan. You know, <laughs> they do the ponytail and then they have like the hair down behind it. Mm-hmm. I always like that look. But um you know it took me a while to get into the cornrows that went up into it. Obviously I love cornrows, but I just sometimes it doesn't work, but it, it grew on me. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: thought she was like looking very golden goddess cuz you know how I yes. Like don't really like I was like have spoken about how I don't really like her the way she does her eyebrows with like the sparkly stuff in it. And mm-hmm. but with this look I thought it looked really good. Um and I, I liked her what look. What do you lot. think about the Vixen, Sony?
0: I thought the Vixen looked good. I always think for the most part Vixen has pretty good looks mm-hmm. this season. I thought she had some awesome looks. The fire one that were the she actually won that.
2: Yeah, she uh, won that week episode. Yeah, like
0: I think she does an overall good job. She was probably one of my top looks for the reunion
1: that yeah. night. She looked good. For sure. I just
0: do you... don't agree with like a lot of her things that she does, which we'll get into. Yeah. But what do you... I did like? I do like her looks. What do you think
1: about <laughs> Monique coming as a bag of popcorn,
0: <laughs> girl? That was. <laughs> I don't know.
2: <laughs> Listen, I don't I don't even know. Like I, I love me some Monique, but I don't know. Like we all we all know what it's like to not have very much to work with, but as creative people, speaking specifically about Seth and I, no offense, Stoney. Yeah, Stoney's the you, worst. You um. can like you can like <laughs> I'm just calling a spade a spade. Yeah. He has his moments.
1: Back to Backs America. <laughs>
2: but you can you can do a lot with very little and i think that monique just needs a little more polishing i didn't hate it but i was just like girl what's happening here
1: i loved her eyeshadow though because she always does this crazy like blend on her eyeshadow
2: i did like the eyeshadow she, she, that's kind of a signature of hers, would you say? I think say? so,
1: yeah. That's like definitely one of mm-hmm. her signatures. It's like almost as if it's just like a miniature painting, like an impressionistic painting of sorts, you know?
2: Yes, exactly. So it's really very, very good. So
1: I was like, well, the, I wasn't necessarily feeling the outfit so much, but I feel like the eyeshadow really brought it all together.
2: The outfit itself, if I'm being honest, listeners, it just gave me like, you know, Ronald McDonald goes drag <laughs> Ooh, and is also a mermaid. Girl. Oh, you no. Know. There was just too much yellow and red for me. Like, if you're going to do that color combo, you need to serve it right. Yeah. And that wig, like, I don't know if it was just a ponytail glue on, and then there was, like, that red and white wrap around it. It just could have been laid a little better. Yeah, she. I don't do drag, and I am <laughs> confident I could have set that wig and head wrap a little better.
0: <laughs> um Speaking of popcorn, did you guys see Calorie Kardashian eating popcorn? Absolutely, during- I did.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Listen, that was shade. I heard I heard other queens are eating popcorn, too, so I don't know if that was, like, Rue's way of giving them a shady moment, like, Ugh. Or, I don't have anything nice to say, so I'm going to put popcorn in my well, mouth. Well, I thought
0: it was more,
1: um... It might have been you know, a legal like, obligation to, like, feed the drag queens <laughs> <laughs> because they were on set for so long.
0: <laughs> no, see, I thought it was more like, I'm here to be entertained, like, I'm eating popcorn oh, like, like I'm during interested. the show. You know, i like have seen the Michael tea? Jackson, like, memes where he's eating popcorn through yeah, the absolutely. video. Like, that's what I thought it was, like, okay. a, that's what it was about. Yeah. Okay.
1: I see. I feel that. <laughs> but, yeah, that was really funny. Actually, I thought Calorie looked good, too. I'm not sure if...
2: Calorie I, did? She did bring it.
1: I'm not sure if I was feeling the ha- the blue, like, Party City wig as much, but, like, <laughs> <laughs> like it wasn't bad, but it wasn't good either, you know?
2: Calorie was giving me a little bit of life. She wasn't I'll giving say me that, anything. honestly. <laughs> like, I thought she looked great. The hair could have been more polished, mm-hmm. but I thought Overall. I thought she looked good. Yeah.
1: And can we um, talk about Yuhua coming as Samara <laughs> from The Ring?
2: <laughs> okay. So I called this out as soon as I saw it. I was like, this bitch is The Grudge or she is Samara from The Ring? Like, which one is it? Was it The Ring? Was that confirmed?
1: I think that it was The Ring. It makes the most sense because that was originally an Asian horror film, Ringu. Yes. So. Yes. I think that's kind of what she was going for as far as references. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. It
2: it fucking freaked me out, but I loved it. Did you see the video,
1: or not the video, the picture of her, like, backstage, like, all creepily crawling down, like, the stairs of the theater? No. Yeah,
2: yeah, that fucked me up, too. I was
1: like,
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It fucked me up. I
1: had nightmares.
2: (laughs) Fun fact, listeners my brother, um, shout out to Darnell, he used to terrorize me. And after I saw The Ring, we had our own rooms. He put my TV on like the static screen and put water around it and he cracks my closet. So I woke up and this is like the first thing I'm seeing and I almost shit myself. And then he jumps out. I'm like, fuck yeah! Now. That's I, a that's, high
1: level prank right there. Yeah, I'm telling you, <laughs> my, my
2: childhood, my childhood. Well, I'm surprised I didn't have therapy after that. To
1: be fair, you kind of deserved it because you got <laughs> you got Valencia pretty good that one time. That, oh yeah, on your infamous viral uh youtube clip
2: <laughs> yeah how to scare your sister she was like six or seven in that picture yeah in that video
1: hell yeah that was a funny one though so maybe that find that on youtube if you can <laughs> or if we yes. find it maybe we'll post it
2: <laughs> we'll we'll reshare it over four million views
1: yes girl he's so rich now <laughs> off of it so it was worth it <laughs>
0: Uh, we're We're just living like the good life yes the simple (laughs) life Beyonce at this point yeah I wish I were a YouTube star
2: maybe we'll have a resurgence here
1: yes girl (laughs) like like uh what is it like like 15 years later like how to scare your sister
2: (laughs) (laughs) really yeah it's like 2006 or something it was posted that
1: would have been fun to do while she was pregnant because then you could have like induced her labor (laughs) <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> well in retrospect, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. <laughs> <Oof>, right. <laughs> Dear God. Um so Hmm. Any other looks that we should talk about? Oh, do you guys think that Cameron like got plastic surgery? Because her face looks hella different.
2: I (laughs) felt like it. She might have had maybe there's like a little bit of Botox or something going on.
1: There's something. Her face is not the same shape. Oh no.
2: Like I maybe it's filler or maybe it was the shading. But I feel like we've seen Cameron's face enough to clock some some work. I mean, she was
0: looking a little uh, Trinity the tuck. There you go. There you go. go. (laughs) go. That's all he
1: needed. Giving us puffer fish realness. (laughs) 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 Um but yeah, I mean her look wasn't that astounding. Haven't we seen her wear that headpiece on the show before?
0: Have we? Yeah, we have. We have, okay. I don't know. I was just like, whatever
2: at this point. Yeah. Well, maybe that's not a good thing if it wasn't memorable for me, but and, I did like the hair underneath.
1: And she got exposed though on the show. Camera yeah, was exposed. That
2: was... <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. Like I here's was this for like <laughs> I mean I was too, because I'm very much like tough love. I'm like, girl, you know, I like you, but you need to snap. It made the fuck me more sad
0: though, because I was I was thinking, okay. This girl isn't really, like, providing any type of, like, rebuttal for this. So it made me think, maybe she, Cameron really is a bitch. She wasn't
2: fighting back, really. Or maybe she was just listening and processing, but she was not defending herself.
1: She is that girl we knew she was, girl. Uh, she's a
2: mean girl. She's Cameron. a
1: mean girl.
2: <laughs> well, let me tell you, if I go to Cameron and I get a meet and greet... That bitch better say hi.
0: I ain't paying for no mean great. You Cameron. would want to meet Cameron. Ooh. No, I will oh. see her perform. But why would you go to a mean great with her? She doesn't talk. I would want like, to like see say. Cameron
2: and like encourage her as a fan. You just
0: want to touch her booty. There
2: is no booty. <laughs> Let's be clear. Out. Let's be clear. Jamal knows cakes. There's no cakes back there. Yeah. I just think Cameron is cute.
1: He saw the sweatpants challenge. We know there's no cakes back there.
2: That's right. I can read anybody. Yeah. In sweatpants. Even if Girl, I didn't see the back. If you get my drift. <laughs> if that's if we want to pay
0: for trade, we'll just get a prostitute. Oh,
2: okay. Uh, <laughs> or we'll just open up Grinder and hope for the best. Oh, God. In
1: Bloomington, it could be sketchy.
2: Yeah, and all the students are gone, so it's limited. Yeah,
1: like limited too. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to fuck the students. <laughs> Only students, please.
2: Hey, frat boys. Hey,
1: frat boys. They have to be in
0: college. I'll keep let's your secret. Not, like, let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but I felt that it was important to uh, explain the editing out of certain comments that were made during the taping of this podcast. Uh, So in an effort to make a responsible podcast and not make jokes at the expense of people that have uh, experienced traumatic situations we have edited a portion of the comments made out of this podcast and we hope that you understand and appreciate our attempt at an intelligent conversation about trade so back to the podcast I regretted that immediately as soon as I said it. You need it. to edit this shit well, out. Well, no,
2: let's frame it this way. The orientation groups are here, so there's a lot of, like, 18-year-olds, which is oh. not the tea for us. We're all in our low 30s. No offense, youngins. We love you, but you've got a few phases to go through before you can get with this. you got to at least
1: be able to take them to a bar, you know?
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Well, I guess that doesn't really limit much, Bloomington. But <laughs> that fake ID <laughs> game. But you know, you guys understand where we're going with this. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. What were we talking about? Oh, Cameron. Okay. So we were looking at <laughs> looks. Um. Were
2: there were there any looks
0: that we were just not into? I mean, I think we've covered all the like. Nobody was like terribly.
1: Yeah. No I don't think there's
2: anybody that was off base, right?
1: Mayhem didn't look well she didn't seem extravagant on the show but she was also like hidden in the second row but Uh um I did see Mayhem like she posted like her actual outfit and stuff and she looked good in it so I was like but they kind of like did her dirty by like hiding her whole outfit
2: we didn't get a lot of uh, Mayhem camera time
1: no she wasn't like calorie like they had to really search to find something to talk about with her (laughs) uh huh uh so Yeah. yeah Well, so what do we
2: get into next? Like, how did the um we started with the Miss Vanjie segment, yes. right? Because we only saw Vanjie on the first episode, right? And now we finally get to see her back in the room, yeah. and she talked about live. meeting Lil Kim.
1: Yeah, which was she does. Interesting. Mm-hmm. They probably both had their yeah. titties out. Just one.
2: Probably.
0: <laughs> 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 I'm so. I'm. So... <laughs> I'm so excited though because I want to. I'm ready for Banji season eleven.
1: It's Banji season.
0: Yeah, she's gonna be really good. I think she's so funny. Like when she talks, she just is very. Her voice just reminds me like the
1: Cookie Monster or
0: something.
1: (laughs) Well, she is. But I'm kind of like getting tired of them taking like queens from the previous season and letting them be on the next season because like they did that with Eureka, and it's like at this point I'm like eurek don't because i <laughs> like i've had enough you know like because once you've seen yeah. them already and like you have all that time to like live and breathe in their world it's just like seeing right. them again it's just like well
0: but see i feel like we didn't see Vanji long enough i wanted more and yeah like i guess all season we've been saying Vanji, but i think i'm ready to see more of her looks
2: and let's be clear right so eureka only came back because rue was like you know she was injured i want to give this queen a chance because i want to see more so that's probably the only reason eureka came back
1: except cynthia and well rue didn't want to except get to either
2: <laughs> maybe that was it. it's like when she hit asia in the face in yeah. the challenge and asia won
1: yeah it's how it works but, on that show. Um,
2: But Miss Vanjie also, like, she was a viral sensation. Like, it would be a terrible business decision for this show to not bring her back, at least for All-Stars or the next season. Mm -hmm. Like, she made this huge splash just with her exit. Yeah. So a show, of course, will be like, we need to see this bitch back, whether it's next season or two seasons seasons out. We need her back.
1: Because I think they would probably put her on season 11, but I... Think I would have. Ra- I would rather see her on an All Star season just because her legacy is so large. Even just being on one mm-hmm. episode, I think she still is an All Star. Mm-hmm. So I can
2: see that. I can see that. Um, that interpretation. But um, I think for me, All Stars like you need a you need to like make a splash and show what you're bringing yeah. and then bring more of that back. Whereas Vandy was like, okay, throw her on a regular season because she went out day one. Yeah. But I could, I could easily see her being slotted into all stars as well yeah. because of the impact she had.
1: Well, and she could be on season 11 and then like down the road and all stars also depending how the true. season 11 goes. But like, true. I mean, Shangela was on like five seasons of the show. So like <laughs> there's really no <laughs> limit to how many seasons you can be on. <laughs> right.
0: Right. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna go I mean, this reality show has been on now for 10 seasons mm-hmm. They're gonna start, like jumping the shark real soon, I'm sure 10, yeah, 10 plus three As someone that has watched I don't know, 36, 35 seasons of Survivor, they will start to jump the shark Good God. <laughs> Jesus
1: <laughs> Um. So next yes, Queen. <laughs> I don't know that they heard that on the microphone but I just burped Um, (laughs) so after that they started talking like about a couple of the more standout lip syncs yes and that was kind of like an interesting I guess conversation the thing I really took away from it was uh, Monet talking about how she didn't know for sure that she was going to do those fake out splits
2: Uh huh. that was very interesting to hear because you know that was more the strategic side of Monet like we can watch these shows and just think oh I mean myself included it was like you can't just keep a queen because she's funny but hearing that first hand account from Monet it's like well how do I outshine this other queen and she has to kind of think on her toes in that moment and do those little fake outs Mm -hmm. and it was very cool to hear that that was not planned.
1: Yeah because Dusty's fierce and even though it was Nicki Minaj Monet was still clearly like worried about it. A little
2: shook. Yeah she was a little shook because you can't underestimate anybody.
1: Nope. Uh, the other kind of funny moment about the lip sync was Cameron and Ms. Cracker's lip sync or Cracker said she's built like R2-D2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that
2: was pretty funny. <laughs> I was
1: like, I relate, girl. <laughs>
2: I died. And you know, that, that was kind of validated seeing her live. Like, Miss Cracker is not going to show up to give you like a dance number. Like, Monet, um, Monique, excuse me, when we saw them together live, she was definitely more of the dancer. But... Miss Cracker's Lane is that comedy. She still dances and gives you a little shimmy and booty twerk, but it's mm-hmm. all very comedic.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. I. She's kind of like, thorgy esque in you know. Yeah. In her uh-huh. performance style. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, I mean, next is really like the vixen. Do we want to save that for last as a bigger conversation and move on for the rest of the show, or?
2: I think we can, like, talk about it a little bit and then just go into the others to end on a positive note. Yeah. Not saying the Vixen's not a positive note because I think that there is some positivity with what happened. Yes. Not in the not in the moment, but, you know, future. If I'm forward-thinking, there's some positivity there.
1: I think the key to the whole Vixen conversation is that one person doesn't have to be right. Right. I think that's mm-hmm. just like the whole keynote to like our conversation about the Vixen is mm-hmm. like everyone needs to be held responsible for their part in what happened at the finale on the show, after the yes. show, everything. <laughs> so
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> so the whole thing really starts with um and again, this is a TV show. Stony and I were talking about this a lot and The thing that rings out and is glaring and very blatant is you are on a TV show. So Rue opens the segment talking to the Vixen, you know, let's talk about some of your most confrontational moments. And everybody's up in arms about this, saying that, you know, RuPaul only wants to talk about the bad shit and here's RuPaul not supporting the Black Queen again. But this is all the Vixen did on the show, we have to talk about what happened on the show
1: right it's like you know you can't just we don't know everything that happened of course right i personally right. watched the big Sins one hour live after the reunion so i got more of a full picture of just her thought process in those moments what was she saying
2: can you share kind of what she was going over because we missed that
1: she basically she went through like all of the major blowouts and kind of was describing this situation around it what what was not shown about that situation um and then she did talk about what went down at the reunion okay so her thing well i guess we can maybe go like break it down you know confrontation by confrontation so first, like as far as like the Aquaria and Cracker drama, she said that she before the taping of the show, she had performed with Cracker and, um, you know, like Cracker Fine. And then after that, she perform or she saw uh, Aquaria at RuPaul's Drag Con before uh, okay. also before being on the show. And she literally mm-hmm. couldn't tell that it wasn't Cracker. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So
1: then they get on the show, and that was brought up in Untucked. And so uh-huh. she felt like it was her duty to tell the truth. Uh-huh. For some reason, she wants everyone to tell the truth.
2: <laughs> right. And I think this is kind of... Was this the point where... RuPaul kind of asked like you know were you trying to stir shit up and you know you have a choice to be silent
1: right yeah she was saying that and and uh, Vixen was like well I wanted them to tell the truth because they were like talking about it and other queens were talking about it too so mm-hmm. um, so she was talking about that she was talking about her um confrontation with Aquaria and that She's, like, cool with Aquaria now. She Yes. Because Aquaria was, like, mature enough to, like, you know, talk about it with her. And then when Mm -hmm. the Vixen said, leave me alone, she left her alone. So then Vixen could watch Aquaria from afar. And Uh she got to kind of see her that way and then could reconnect Mm -hmm. with her, basically. Yeah.
2: Giving each other their space, right?
1: Yeah. So that was another moment. Um, I think people took that
2: be silent comment way too far. Like, because here's the thing and maybe this comes with age and life experience. You don't have to tell everybody shit, you know. Right. I all my friends historically, they usually don't get along and <laughs> I'm like stuck smack in the middle and it's like how do you balance that? Like I can go and tell person A all of what person B is talking about, but then what does that do for me? Yeah. <laughs> I have to manage these relationships and if I care enough to want them to care about each other, you know, that's just more stress for me. Mm -hmm. And really it's like, you know, let them work out. That's their business. Why is it, why is it my responsibility to say, I get the idea, right? You want to be a good friend. You want to be loyal, Mm -hmm. but sometimes people just need to work their shit out in their own time.
1: Right. And I don't think that RuPaul was rejecting the Vixen and be like, well, I'm not going to help her. Like Mm -hmm. she was just saying at this moment, The vixen is not open to hearing what RuPaul is saying because the vixen has her own story of what happened in her mind. And right. she will not be strained from her feelings about what happened or her opinions right. on how things happen.
2: So, of course, we get to the Eureka and Vixen incident.
1: <laughs> multiple incidents. <laughs>
2: multiple incidents. I mean, they went through multiple incidents, right? Um, we were talking through all the confrontations. What else happened after the Cracker Aquaria?
1: um after the cracker aquaria um so after i mean i just want to
2: make sure i'm not leaving anything out because we know the big glaring one is eureka yeah
1: no i think that after that it was um eureka and a big thing that um that she was saying about eureka was that when things were going down with aquaria eureka was not in the room so she didn't Uh get to see like how that went down and the vixens reaction to it (laughs) So she okay. thinks had Eureka been in there and heard her, you know, Vixen saying to Aquarial, just leave me alone, then maybe they could have avoided all of their beef.
2: Ah, okay, okay.
1: So. Because I wasn't, I wasn't sure about
2: some parts, but that makes, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So she was like, kind of like, I wish that Eureka was here for this confrontation because then maybe we could have avoided this other crap down the road. Mm-hmm and with eureka she said she did say after the the next day after they were t- you know had their blowout that eureka came up and was like all right well how do you want to handle this so to, i think to the vixen that came off as disingenuine and mm-hmm. not being honest and telling the truth and so she uh-huh. wasn't there for it she's like i'm not going to help you get out of this mess that you started
2: Right, and In this um, into interview into more dot com um, vixen has an interview on here where she kind of talks about the um, reunion and what happened, and she brings that up. Like Eureka approached me, and wanted to put a pretty little bow on it. And again, we know Eureka's history. I know she said fucking um the n word. Mm-hmm. You know all of that. Rue knows that too. The public knows that. Mm-hmm. But I think for the vixen, she was like. Like you said, she's not being genuine. She's like, Eureka just wants to mask. She wants to put a Band-Aid on it and move forward. Yeah. But, you know, in that moment, maybe it was too soon because Eureka's probably being genuine and she's not sure how to approach the Vixen. So she's just like, hey, girl, how do you want to, you know, instead of saying, let's talk about this, she said, how do you want to handle this? When really she should have said, can we talk about what happened?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And because it was almost as if Eureka was like self-producing, basically.
2: Right. And that's probably the only thing Vixen picked up on because, of course, she's in protection mode. Yeah, You know, she's on the defense because everyone's coming at her.
1: Right. And um, and as far as the the video of Eureka saying the N word in, in Vixen's live, she did comment on that. Um, Mm -hmm. So she said, you know, that was a long time ago and Eureka's apologized since then. So, you know, people can change. But she said, had she known about the video before the taping of the episode, she probably wouldn't have given Eureka the time of day the whole time. And
2: that's and that's fair, because for most of us, you know, black people, you know, if somebody drops that it takes a lot to come back from that. Like I've said before in the show, that's not a word that's even in my vocabulary. And I mm-hmm. get why black people say it. It's like reclaiming it. It's never been in my vocabulary, but I would feel the same way. Mm-hmm. It's like, "Oh." Yeah. I'm going to look at you a little sideways because <laughs> what are you really thinking about me? Right.
1: <laughs> and uh, you know, cuz you know, at that point the Vixen brought up how she kind of used Kingsley as a pawn, you know, so because of his color. So, I mean, it's like I get it like I don't shoot <laughs> the Vixen I, I don't I can't remember exactly what she said but she said something to the effect of for someone that says they're not racist she sure spent a lot of time proving and talking about how she wasn't racist
2: <laughs> goodness gracious just like she's spending as much time of saying she's not the angry black woman
1: right <laughs> it goes both ways everyone <laughs>
2: that's right that's right and what happened on the show like Stoney also brought up and we agree on what happened with the Vixen and RuPaul this exchange, this was not a race thing. We know that RuPaul's Drag Race has a representation issue with race. What happened with the Vixen and her like um, explosive exit? That was a that was a professionalism and how you show up to work thing.
1: Right. Um. You know. And as far as the race thing, Vixen in her live, she did say that she came expecting to be, you know, competing against like one or two other um black uh american queens. And uh-huh. so, but she wasn't prepared to be competing against as many as there were on the season. So, mm-hmm. she was she didn't want to do anything to try and get them sent home basically. So when right. they were all on the runway and everyone was saying who they wanted to go home, You know, Vixen kind of explained her rationale. She was like, well, I'm not picking any of the black girls. And then I'm I think maybe Dusty was there she's like I'm not picking or I'm not gonna pick this person because we're cool I'm not gonna pick this person so all that was left was Eureka and so then when I forget maybe it was Asia or like when one of the the other black queens were telling said her name she was like really upset by it because she was like I'm not even gonna say I don't even want to send any of these black queens home she wanted all the black queens to stay
2: right and that's just her view like even like um just being black in general, like everybody's, every black American's experience is not the same. Like we go through the same shit, but it processes differently for all of us. And one could argue, devil's advocate, you know, if I'm just gonna keep the queen safe because they're black, and I'm a fierce white queen who's outperforming you you know could we say that that's racist you know i see that side as well because like i've said before i've never tried to play the race card when i'm getting ahead on my performance i'm very aware that race is a factor for some people but you know you just have to be careful with your execution because somebody could latch on to that and say oh well you're just going to keep them safe because they're black that's not cool
1: uh, I mean, I I kind of see it both ways. Like, I kind of respect. I want her. I want to support people of color, right? Like,
2: I do that I do that too. But I also am going to respect talent for yeah. talent.
1: I mean, I see both sides of it. Like, I definitely have respect for Vixen for wanting to support her girls of color, like because, like even like just even more broadly as far as gay people, like we should all just be supporting ourselves. But yes, you know the Vixen. Is in a world where race is very important to her and so I like respect that she was being you know uplifting to her like you know black mm-hmm. American queens but on the yeah, other yeah, yeah. I still see the other side of it too because it's like well we you know it's like well we shouldn't just be supporting people that aren't performing as well right so it is like definitely a fine line so it's a very fine line I mean
0: I think though the problem is like if the question is asked of you, like who should go home? I think that, you know, you need to explain that. Like if you're saying Eureka should go home, it's like, okay, well, why? Yes. If you want to say like, because you know, I'm here to support all the black Queens and I don't want to send any of them home. That's fine. Then say that. That's completely fine. But like,
1: and that would have been a good message too. Right. But Lisa like, Ray, instead, I'm supporting everybody like, black.
0: Oh, like at least what we saw in the show was I want Eureka to go home with no explanation, really. Mm-hmm. And so all of us are just assuming, well, you
2: and just it, are being petty. It comes off <laughs> as petty. That's right. exactly right.
1: And that's the hard thing, too, is because this is a limited-time TV show. There's only a certain amount of time they can they have to tell a story. So mm-hmm. it is hard to tell every little detail and every little nuance. And so I think that was like... Just to sum up, basically, every, like Vixen's perspective is that uh-huh. she wants everything to be told. She wants her story to be told in the way she wants her story to be told, and mm-hmm. she she wanted you know Rue to talk about all the charities that she's been supporting since being on the show, right? And. But- and that sort of stuff too. So, so they're not talking about like the good things that she's doing, only the the bad things is kind of what I think is is her issue, which is valid absolutely. It's
0: I get valid. what she's saying, but here's what I want to say and I'll be done with this conversation. <laughs> but I think that the vixen I think all of the charity stuff that she's done is great. I think the message about the angry black woman it's this amazing. season was really good. Right. To have that on TV and to have that discussion. Yes. The problem was that during this reunion, she got so upset about the conversation about Eureka. When you came into the reunion, did you not realize... Like, you had to have known that going to the screening, they were going to talk about the Eureka conflict, the Aquarius conflict. What happened conflict. on the show. So why are you so upset about that? Why not just say, you know what, we had this conflict, we're still working through our issue, but I'm willing to listen, and then move on, and then maybe talk about those things. Instead, what happened was you made a big deal about all of this shit, and then now you're upset and you walked off the stage. So you don't get that opportunity to talk about all these things. Rue you was have,
2: trying to be a mentor,
0: right? right? Right. You could have made it into something. You could have like stopped, like being so upset about it, reclaimed your thoughts and then talked about I all think, the great uh, things you're doing. Instead, your you made it this huge ordeal, walked off the stage and now we don't get to hear it.
2: Take it back from the race. So right? to me,
0: it was like, it was a wasted opportunity for her and I just feel like it was just very immature. So I don't know. Like, I just don't I agree not buy t- what she's saying.
1: Because, um, so how many people do you think are really going to sit and watch a one hour Instagram live? Like, not everyone that watches the show may even know that happened. So, right. so for her to lose the entire audience of the story and to maybe she's only speaking to her niche group from Insta mm-hmm. live. That's
2: exactly it.
1: You know, so she, like, I agree, she definitely did miss that opportunity. It would have been more powerful for her to Mm -hmm. stay there and make her point heard in a a non-confrontational way.
2: So just to wrap, like, this up, I'm sure we'll talk about it more in the Untucked episode. But what I will say is, you know, this week at work, I went through this training. It's like a leadership training where you take these overpriced tests that are eerily accurate about your personality (laughs) in the workplace. It's just crazy how, how much they got me from me answering 25 questions. Wow. But um, what I learned in this, and it just makes so much sense because, Hey, I'm a black queen and Seth and Stoney hear so much of my issues at work and what I go through and, I have to second guess myself every time I breathe hard, everything that I do, because I do have to consider that, you know, people are looking at me as the angry black man in this corporate setting, you know. But with that being said, what happened here on the reunion was not a race issue. For Rue, Rue was trying to get through to the vixen saying, no, it's not your fault, but you had a choice in how you responded. And if you're going to keep flying off of the handle, it's not because you're black. You can be green, orange, blue, purple, fucking chartreuse. If you fly off of the handle, nobody's going to want to work with you. So that's what Rue was trying to to get from the Vixen. And if she'd given her a chance, if the Vixen had not walked off, we could have got to those rosier questions about, you know, what are you doing now? What have you learned? How have you grown from this? But you decided to walk off stage and go do your Insta live, Yeah. And you've, like Seth just said, you were only talking to your niche audience. You just alienated the whole rest of the world that needs to hear what you are saying.
1: And by walking off the stage, she's only reinforcing what's already happened, her narrative that she's presenting, because she didn't That's give exactly Rue right. a chance to finish the conversation and to make it right with her.
2: Right. We'll dig more into the article on Untucked, but what I do want to say before we move on is... Rue is just trying to get through to the Vixen. You have to be willing to grow. Asia, we'll talk about that more as well. You know, Asia was very upset after the Vixen left. But, you know, you can't help somebody that doesn't want to be helped. I completely get where the Vixen's coming from. Rue is not saying change who you are. But girl, if you want to keep getting these checks, if you want to keep working... You need, to, you need to dial that back just a little bit. And this is something that I struggle with at work. I have to make sure I think before I speak, think before I act. And it, it's really shitty playing the game sometimes. But girl, if you want to eat, if you want that loaf of bread and not be a Aladdin stealing the shit, mm-hmm. you need to dial it back a little bit. What I do respect, though, is the... Approach of why do I need to change? You know that's great. I support that, but girl, at the end of the day, I still need my paycheck. I'll go vent and be crazy about it with my VIPs or my niche group, and guess what? I'm gonna turn it back on when it's Monday morning at eight a.m.
1: There you go. Well, I was say, <laughs> if you want people to
2: work with you, you can't be that way. I feel she that. talked about you know, and she talked about in this interview. RuPaul's 1993 VMA incident with Uncle Miltie, whatever the fuck his name is, and she completely missed the mark. Like She was saying Ru was on stage, and she was like, Uncle Miltie was going with this man in a dress stick, when really what happened was Uncle Miltie was being very physical and handsy with RuPaul behind stage. So when RuPaul came out, she was ready to serve and embarrass this man. She let her ego get the best of her. She said that. And we'll share these links with you as well. But, you know, Rue regretted that, not because I'm acting like the angry black woman. It's because I'm fucking up a professional opportunity after this nationally broadcasted incident. Who's going to want to work with me? Because they just see me on stage being a bitch, not knowing what happened. You know, you have to think about things like these like this if you want to progress in the world
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i mean camera ops, it
2: sucks but you have to do it
1: camera ops in, in vixen's own you know perspective you know so you know we'll we'll let the conversation be because we want to get through the rest of the the um reunion um we might need to cut a little bit of that out and put it into our untucked because we are at like kind of running long, but we will include our entire conversation about the Vixen in untucked. So if it all gets cut out, then it's all gonna be an un- untuck. So <laughs> we'll see how that it, it goes when I edit. <laughs>
2: I'll just do an insta live if it's not in the edit. Oh my yeah,
1: God. I'm gonna go insta live after this airs, just so I can no say no more insta live. <laughs> <laughs> okay, girl, let's like let's start on a new course. So next after that, they talk about Dusty's conversion therapy again. Mm-hmm. So they kind of like rehashed that, um, and it, you know. I mean, we all know the story. We, I hope so. <laughs> if you didn't, you didn't watch the season. But right. But the the new information and the part I enjoyed about the reunion was how like much Dusty really seems to appreciate her fans and the people that support her because she has a chosen family now because her parents don't necessarily see eye to eye with her. You know, while they're they seem somewhat amicable, mm-hmm. they don't. Um, they still don't see eye to eye about homosexuality which is like really sucks because Dusty's like been in a long-term relationship for so long now and it's like they're kind of like not gonna it's like hard not having your parents and family accept your your partner so so it's really unfortunate but it was awesome to see how emotional she got when you know people support her and yeah, it was cute. I like that moment.
2: Yeah, it's just a sad truth about our community and um, what we go through. I never went through anything like that, but my dad and I kind of went through it. And it wasn't until probably the past handful of years and more recently his visit back in um, May of this year, where mm-hmm. I really got to see more of who he was and where he was coming from. So I just really hope that, you know, Dusty and her 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 parents can have that discussion one day in the future because you know that helped me a lot and i wasn't expecting it Mm -hmm. it just kind of happened and we're great
1: yeah holla uh so next (laughs) they talk uh, to monique and i'm glad because i felt like i wanted more monique in the reunion (laughs) so i was like this very i mean she got her moments but like come on. She's the heart of the season. We need like more Monique. <laughs> um, but yeah, she was kind of just, you know, talking about her, the religious background and her relationship with her mom and that sort of thing. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I don't feel like we necessarily learned anything new, but it was great to hear from Monique still. Cause she's the best. And...
0: I'm always down for Monique just to like speak so I can hear her voice. and she can <laughs> teach me lessons. <laughs> I yeah, wish she I was, just like, really... my inner
1: monologue. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she was the devil and angel voice in your head?
1: Yes. Because <laughs> right now there's only a devil inside my head, so I need, like, a oh, voice no. of reason. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I can appreciate a lot of where Monique comes from and what she's gone through, just because I can definitely relate as far as you know growing up and financials and the black church thing it's it's it can be a lot
1: definitely we talk about blair's assault and i i thought it was kind of crazy she hadn't even told her mom yet like but i mean obviously she had to have that conversation because it's gonna be on tv and her mom's supportive so she's gonna see what happened
2: yeah i thought that was really interesting but i mean it just goes to show you like um blair said herself my heart decided it was time I'm not sure if my brain was even capable in that moment of what I was doing. So it's just one of those things if you are a victim of one of these um these terrible crimes, you just decide to speak out or some people don't come out at all until others do. Mhm. So um in that moment, you know, it took a lot of bravery, but she still wasn't sure like what was going on, but her body and her spirit said, this is the moment. So this is when you need to speak up.
1: Yeah. And, and I mean, it's definitely like a lot of people are talking about sexual assault in the, um, you know, in the, just in general. So it was definitely, you know, I think the right time for her to talk about it because she seemed ready and mm-hmm. she, it's a time where people are very open and receptive to this conversation. So mm-hmm. it's not always talked about as much in the gay world. So right. it's, you know, we hear about like Harvey Weinstein and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. what's that? Those comedians, guys, I don't know. But like, you know, like those types of people that we're hearing about, like all these inappropriate behaviors these p- celebrities do and, and...
2: Abusing their power.
1: Yep. So it's it's great to to have someone that we can relate to like Blair on the RuPaul's Drag Race saying that. So that's really, really powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, So after that, they talk about um, Monet's family and, you know, about Mm -hmm. how she didn't come out. Um, She said her mom knows that she's on the show, but like doesn't say it by name.
2: Yeah, and she, won't, she hasn't watched it either, correct?
1: Uh, no, she hasn't watched it because she would ask. She's like, how are you yeah. doing on that show you're on? <laughs>
2: are, you still on
1: the, are you still on the show? And she's like, yes, Mom, I'm still oh on my the God. show.
2: <laughs> I know that it's probably like that with any um, parent who's not accepting of homosexuality or it's just unfamiliar. But in the um, black community, it's it's just super magnified. Like, just speaking from my experience, like, in the black experience, it's being gay. It's just like, oh no, don't be a sissy. Why are you doing this? Oh, not my son. So if you take, I'm not West Indian at all, but I do know, you know, cultures outside of America, you know, that's not anything they're into. They're just mm-hmm. not going to have it. We heard you, uh say it. You know, that's just something we don't talk about. I see my parents to this day, and they're still asking me if I have a girlfriend. Yeah. You know there's just things they don't talk about and that's very much how it is in the black community unless we the gay black queens force them to talk about it
1: right and that I mean that's that's exactly what Monet said she said you know uh, you know coming out you know from an afro mom like it's hard for them to like uh, accept Mm -hmm. their you know just from their religious backgrounds and and that it's hard for them to accept homosexuality in their children and (laughs) <laughs> and so it's um, it's good that there's people like, you know, Monet talking about that and Monique also. And so I thought that was important. Also, Yuhua, because I feel like even more than black American stories about, you know, religion and being gay they people don't talk about the asian queens that much.
2: Oh no, and age Asia, the asian culture. Mm-hmm. I have really great asian friends, so I only I can only speak from the stories they've shared with me. Very strict households like we're not going to even
1: sneeze
2: about lgbt anything.
1: Mhm well i mean no even...
2: rainbows pick a color <laughs> one <laughs> um <laughs>
1: but i was gonna say it was crazy i didn't realize you who i was talking about how in china they view like drag queens as mentally unstable
2: i'd heard that That's before. crazy i was like
1: really <laughs> taken aback by that comment because i didn't I, I get the not talking about it but just to be like you're mentally unstable is like a whole different ball field
2: i I'd, I'd heard that before in person from queens um that I've known in the past. If you are doing drag in any um, Asian culture, it's it's more of like a comedy. It's not celebrated like it is over here. It's kind of like you're the sideshow at the circus, but and that's really tough mentally because you're just you're getting your coins, but these people giving you the money just think that you're fucked up.
1: Yeah, I mean, like you know, coming from like Kimchi, uh, you know, uh, at the time of the taping, you know, Kimchi's parents didn't know that you know he was doing drag and thought he was just a makeup artist or something like that and right you know, now we see Yuhua, whose parents also don't know that she does drag mm-hmm. and um so yeah so it's important to have and if people always say we want more people of color but i feel like oftentimes the people mean we want more black american queens on the show which is fine right. this is great of course but like but there's other cultures out there there's been... I don't know of any, like, Middle Eastern Queens, because that's a story that I would like to hear. Middle
2: Eastern Queens, Mexican Queens, Asian Queens, for sure. Yeah.
1: So we need to have, like, if we're going to demand more people of color, it has to be all people of color.
2: That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right.
1: Because there's other cultures that I just don't know about, and it would be interesting to learn about. And...
2: And that's the thing, like, when you share perspectives and experiences, if the person's open enough to receive, you know, what you've gone through or whatever lesson, it it will make them a better person because they can move forward and say, you know, this is what this person has gone through. I don't know anything about that, but I have a better view of what this community um, goes through on a daily basis.
1: Absolutely. And uh, so... I I don't know, I liked hearing from Yuhua and i i was wondering if that was the reason why she chose samara from the ring because that is an asian film ringo so i thought
2: that too as she talked about that because yeah. we all if you're a horror film fan you know that the ring was a remake and i've actually watched ringo because i don't mind subtitles and it freaked me out a little more than the yeah. american
1: version it's different it's <laughs> a little bit stranger
2: <laughs> it is stranger for sure
1: but but i so i i appreciate Appreciated that also because you know the rest of the queens they weren't coming as a character necessarily, but mm-hmm. you did, and I think she did it almost as a tribute to her mm-hmm. culture, which yeah. is cool. So, yes. Um, after that, um, they're doing toots and boots. And um, Monet gives Rue a sponge dress of her own.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. And Rue tooted it for the nerve, honey. Because Monet brought that dress out, pulled it out of not a garment bag, but wasn't it a garbage bag? Yeah, just a garbage something bag. It like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, here you go. I've got one for you. And yes, Rue's God. like, I'm surprised there's still sponges on here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I wonder if she made it especially for Rue or something. <laughs> uh, she
2: probably replace some of the sponges, yeah. you know, the ones that she pulled off. <laughs> maybe
1: rewire it to
0: like season eleven. I, there I, has to be. Oh God, yeah, she yeah. has to. She could has you? To.
2: Could you imagine? Or maybe there's a Drag Race museum that it can go into. Uh,
1: what if they did a challenge of like, you need to make your own sponge dress, like on season eleven. <laughs>
2: Oh, I would not put it past Drag Race. Oh my God, That dress made a big enough impact. I'm sure it'll come into a challenge at some point.
1: All the girls made fun of that dress, but that dress was truly iconic. i con She got the (laughs) stamp of approval on it from Rue. For the
2: sheer nerve, honey. The sheer
1: nerve. (laughs) Um, After that, we get a discussion about Asia's comments about Ms. Cracker
2: oh yes so what did we think about this I think Ms. Cracker handled this very well I think Asia handled it very well
1: yeah I mean there's not so much you can say because I mean they kind of already had like a shorter conversation in the moment um, about Mm -hmm. that but um, you know it sounds I know I was listening to All Right Mary and they had a conversation they were talking about an interview Ms. Cracker did that was pretty like harsh <laughs> harsh comments yeah. towards asia
2: i listened to that episode too and um you know miss cracker's processing right and what she said on the show was exactly right because i would feel the same way i'm gonna accept this apology but you know it's not gonna happen again
1: yeah if it happens again and asia,
2: you're done. right and asia and asia didn't try to combat that at all because asia knows she was she was wrong, and she owned that. So I appreciated that. It takes a lot to be able to do that, especially on a platform as huge as Drag Race.
1: So then next, they opened the floor to the queens to ask questions of each other, and Mayhem brought up about how Asia and Aquaria were talking about her op- outfits not having wow factor, but they never said anything to her about it. Mm-hmm. Even though she won the first challenge.
2: Yeah, and she definitely brought that up, as I would too. Mm-hmm. Receipts. Do you have any thoughts on that, Sonny?
0: Um, I mean, I thought it was basically like Aquarius' explanation made sense to me. I think Asia's made sense as well, as far as you know, like, I didn't really feel like it was my place to say this looks like trash, because right. I kind of feel like I would be the same way. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I, I think it was maybe just Mayhem just being like a little like self-conscious about it just a little hurt yeah why didn't you tell
2: me we're friends why didn't you tell me so
0: this is like a true reunion moment where someone like hashed something out and i think they left in a better place so good for them
1: so what you're saying is this is like a good way to handle confrontational Mm -hmm. situations and coming to a resolution is what i'm hearing yes
2: well here's the thing so like going back to that training that i did so my personality type is one type. I can't give the same message in one way to all of the other personality types. So the Mayhem and Aquaria situation specifically and others that I can read into, but we'll save that for Untucked. um, You know, I have to kind of edit my message to make sure that you receive what I'm saying. So Aquaria did that perfectly. Hey girl, I was not trying to say this. I was just more looking for more of this. I'm sorry if I hurt you. You know, it's not, I'm sorry if you felt that way. It's, I'm sorry if I hurt you. Even if you're not sure what you did, you're showing that person, hey, I'm sorry, I want to understand. What did I say? We can go get some tea after this and figure it out. I can't be red, you know, angry, strong willed determined, just super passionate, super fiery, talking to a green who's very caring, someone who's very loving, somebody who wants to know that you care, wants to know why you said what you said. You know, I can't give that same message to a yellow who's just like over the top teamwork, teamwork, everything's positive. You know, people have to be able to receive the message. And that's one thing you learn as an adult, as a human being, you can't communicate just one way to everybody. You have to break it down to reach more people.
1: Right, and every, both parties have to be receptive and open to yes. hearing that and having. And the that dialogue. is the
2: key. That is the key aspect right there. If you're not willing to be open, then you're just not going to get anywhere. Can I yeah. get an amen?
1: Can amen. I get an amen? <laughs> Can I get an amen? So I really, I really. <laughs> Please stop me. Amen. <laughs> <A-hem. laughs> I, get I appreciated mayhem. that moment
2: because that's how communication is supposed to work.
1: Yes, God. Um, so this is like the last part of the episode I was able to get through. So, if you do, you guys remember anything else that happened at the end?
2: It kind of um fizzled out after that. I
0: mean, um, I mean, Cameron got exposed. Cameron got exposed. We talked a little oh, bit yeah. about
1: that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I heard that um RuPaul showed her butthole after that, but I didn't get there, so I don't remember. We'll talk about no, that. That must, <laughs> that
0: must have been on like the after show. We didn't see that. Oh no! A
1: was...
2: lot of a lot of people are saying that RuPaul was trying to be a therapist. RuPaul was not trying to be a therapist. They're trying to say RuPaul showed her ass and <laughs> <laughs> just like on the show with all the Vix and stuff. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. I think what we saw is that Ru, outside of all of this public relations media trained shit. Is still a human being and can still pop off just as much, if not yeah. more, than the vixen. We saw the but real RuPaul. Yeah, we'll talk recall. about that more. Yeah, we'll talk right. about, we can that, talk about that more later.
1: So, um, so this is a good stopping point. I think we are going to record another untuck session for you, where we'll try and you know go into the vixen uh, situation more in depth and more analytically. And um For
2: sure, because I don't want people to think that we're just shitting on the Vixen. I think that there's a huge learning moment here and so far all of the stink pieces <laughs> stink, not think yeah. pieces I've read are all from people who are not fucking black. So yeah. we'll get more into that with the Black Queen on Wednesday at Girl. TFC Pod. I know
1: I made comments in our yes. our group text <laughs> about these all all these all it seems like a lot of the people that are like oh yeah vixen you got it right like yes asia sticking up to rupaul these are all like white people so <laughs>
2: i i appreciate you trying to be an ally but honey calm
1: down you really don't know what you're talking
2: about and we'll get into the tea on wednesday i, know,
1: I was like how do we have this conversation without throwing specific people under the bus or specific people getting their feelings hurt but right <laughs> i don't know we'll figure that out in untuck so stay just tuned
2: <laughs> <laughs> i'm not really worried about it just be prepared for some truth and Uh-oh. i will leave you saying this i support the vixen i support the vixen but there was just a lot of disconnects here we'll dig into them on wednesday
1: yeah and i came here to say that i'm here to fight so (laughs) 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 so get ready to fight on untucked everyone (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) just kidding um, so I was yes. taking off
2: my earrings,
1: though. Oh shit! Hold my nails, girl. <laughs> Popping them off right now. <laughs>
2: Hold my nails.
1: <laughs> Hold them. Um, yeah. So this is a good stopping point for um our main episode. Like we said, please stay tuned to Untucked, where we get more into the Vixen and maybe a few other things. And uh, because there wasn't Untucked, but we're gonna call it Untucked anyways, because this is our damn show. So it's
2: our damn I... show. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so thanks for coming subscribe tell your friends leave comments check yes. out all of the media that we've been posting i'm gonna post um some americano clips of what we were talking about um so yeah
2: leave us your comments uh, tfcpod at gmail.com again let us know what you like what you dislike uh share your thoughts we'd love to have you part of this Discussion.
1: Yeah, especially if you want to um, add to the Vigsen conversation we're going to have. I think we might record that like Monday or Tuesday. So like after this mm-hmm. is up. So if you hear like our mini discussion and you want to chime in more or if you want sp- us to s- clarify something that we've said on this episode more in Untucked, feel free to drop us that email
2: yes please we're all about progress on tfc pod
1: yes girl of
0: course we are (laughs) also
1: before we go big 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 thank you to the will jameson for that amazing art he made of us oh my gosh thank you Will.
2: i was geeking out thanks for doing that Will. i'm gonna like send you a t-shirt or something yeah
1: we need to put that on a t-shirt and like give will the first copy like the first one
2: Yes, DM us your sizes, Queen, if you're not too high. Yes, girl.
1: So, um, thank you so much, Will. Like, I don't know. I loved it so much. I was, like, geeking out a lot at work. and I I thought it was really cool. I loved it. I'm
2: excited to share it with, um, debut it to everybody after RuPaul's Drag Race is over and we go into our off-season rebrand. It's going to be pretty great.
1: Yeah, girl. We got a lot of cool stuff coming, so stay tuned. And until then, America... Bye. Peace out. Peace in the Middle East.